Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Soccer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Dan Patrick Sports, Sirius XM 211. I'm Nick Eber, along with Kartik Krishna. What a day in football we've had today, Kartik. We've had the kickoff of the Women's World Cup. We've had uh, European uh, qualifying uh, going on today, of big transfer news involving Chelsea, Man United cutting players. Kartik, there's never a shortage of topics in the world of football. No, again, I thought we, we hit a uh, uh, the end of the season with the Champions League final, right, last Saturday. And then little did I, I think about it at the time, the next week would have even more football and more football and more football. Just never ends. Well, we're going to talk a lot about the Women's World Cup today. Uh, tournament started off uh, with the typical Euro trash FIFA uh, opening ceremonies. I don't know why we bother. They're so they're so lame. Opening ceremonies, halftime games. Anyway, my, that's my opinion. Uh, but moved on to a uh, a pretty exciting game with the hosts France getting the expected win, a dropping of South Korea. We're going to talk about that match. We're going to look forward to tomorrow's matches and Sunday's matches. Of course, England Scotland much anticipated. And Kartik, Man United starting to make some moves, aren't they? Yeah, Man United releasing players, uh, bringing in uh, new players like Daniel James. Uh, they have to revamp their their squad completely. We know that the way the season ended, and uh, they're beginning to make those moves uh, within weeks of the season ending. Right. Well, we're going to talk about all of that. And at the offices at Stamford Bridge, there is turmoil as Maurizio Sarri looks set to sign with Juventus. We're going to talk about that. What does that mean for Chelsea? Who's coming in? Why would anyone want to go there? We're going to talk about it all right here on Fifth Street Soccer. All right, the phone number, if you want to call in, 800-878-PLAY. That's 800-878-7529. If you'd like to find us on Twitter, you can do that. I'm at Nick Geber, G-E-B-E-R. He is at Kartik, uh, pardon me, KKFLA737. That's KKFLA737. You can also find us on the web. Facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. Big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning Sirius XM app, we welcome you to the show. We're with you Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. This is Fifth Street Soccer. We're going to take a break, kick it all off. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
What's in store this week at Staples? Savings, boxed up and ready to move. If you're on the move, make sure your first stop is Staples. Because right now, when you spend $50 or more on moving supplies at Staples, you save $10. Staples has everything to get you from here to there, like boxes, bubble roll, and packing tape. So before you go anywhere, stop at Staples for big savings on moving supplies. Staples. Where there's a whole lot in store. And $629.19. In-store only. Exclusion supply. See associate for details. I've recently discovered the powerful health benefits of CBD oil. I have been using New Leaf Natural CBD oil for some time now, and I love it. CBD oil is non-intoxicating, which makes it ideal for people like me. I want the health benefits of cannabinoids, but I don't smoke weed. I never will smoke weed. Mind-altering effects I do not need. CBD is non-toxic, has potent pain relieving, and is anti-inflammatory with its properties as well, and that's why... The brand I trust the most is New Leaf Naturals. New Leaf Naturals is the highest quality CBD oil on the market, 100% organic, highly concentrated, no additives, grown in the U.S. The only ingredient is hemp. It is pure and simple. Go to NewLeafNaturals.com. That's N-U-LeafNaturals.com. Save 30% and receive free shipping in the U.S. when you use the promo code RICK. That's right, RICK. Go to NULeafNaturals.com, promo code RICK. Hey, guys, your prostate should be the last thing on your mind. But the fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart, visit ProstateOnePerDay.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Welcome back to the show. Nick Eber of Kajik Krishnan with you here on Fifth Street Soccer. Women's World Cup kicked off today. France, South Korea at Parc des Princes, completely packed, great atmosphere, Kartik, and the French fans were certainly rewarded with a uh, resounding French victory over a rather lackluster South Korea. 4-0 was the scoreline. And I wonder, Kartik, listen, we, we talk about the quality of play, first of all. One of the things that really struck me was just in the last 20 years, the quality of play in the women's game has 
increased i don't even know if there's an uh, if there's a uh, a way to say it except for exponentially i mean this was a really good fast-paced match today the only thing i would say is where did south korea get that goalkeeper she looked just about as slow as i've ever seen a goalkeeper looked yeah i mean you're you're it's tough enough to play the host country one of the favorites in this tournament in the opening match you have to have a goalkeeper that's going to stand on her head and in fact she was the opposite she just uh wasn't reading the the game or she wasn't a good shot stopper uh any of that uh, the french side is so technically gifted you talk about um the exponential uh, growth and quality of, of, of women's football uh, 20 years ago women's football was purely athletic right it was yeah. just girls running and chasing the ball. I mean, that sounds horrible to say. That sounds very stereotypical, but that's really what it was, right? It was just the, the team with the better athletes won, the team with the quicker girls, they won, right? Um, now you're seeing good tactical and technical play. The French masterclass today, uh, the way uh, uh, they ping the ball around midfield, the touch, the movement, uh, the way they win the ball back quickly. Um, when they concede possession, they fall into shape quickly, which is a... Uh, uh, a, a big part of what uh, is happening in, in football in general. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino, one of the uh, the great expo- uh, uh, proponents of that that sort of style, and we saw it with the French team today. Uh, Les Sommer, who I've watched a lot of the last few years at Lyon, got to watch her in person a couple times uh, last se- year when they came to the U.S. to play two games in Miami. Uh, just she's just brilliant. Uh, opening goal was brilliant, but it's just also her touch. Uh, how quickly she turns, the way she receives the ball on, on kind of the quarter turn, uh, which is which is the mark of just a player who, who, who's thinking one step ahead. Um, quite frankly, feel kind of sorry for Korea. They, they didn't belong on the same pitch as France. It was a, a very one-sided match. No, actually, it is going to be one of the... Um, one of the facets of this iteration of the Women's World Cup. Uh, you know, I've been asked. I've been asked a lot on social media and on various media platforms about you know the Women's World Cup, and particularly here in America. One of the very common questions that I'm asked is, you know, why is it that the women can dominate the game in uh, the American women can dominate the women's game, but the men can't? And as I've been saying over the last few days, I'm just not I'm not going to like go into a long diatribe about this. But but the point I've been saying is, of course, is that women's soccer is a uniquely American child uh, born out of Title Nine. The uh, the yeah. U.S. has always had a, a very large and robust pool of quality women's athletes to choose from who have been playing the sport since they were small children. So they've really had a competitive advantage over the last number of decades in women's football. The rest of the world has caught on to women's football, found and, you know, from a purely business perspective, Kartik, I mean, it's a whole new market to open up, and they are now – uh, catching up or playing catch up with the U.S. women, and I think there's some serious competition, particularly uh, out of the European teams. But uh, on the men's side, of course, it's the opposite. You know, the men have uh, soccer in the U.S. has for you know many decades been a a thought a thought after sport, the the next great sport, right? The next high growth sport, yeah, but yeah. it's never quite made it. Uh, but now it has. But unfortunately, our domestic league isn't really of high enough quality to hone our players uh, to a sharp enough edge to compete at the highest level on the world stage. And, and, and so the U.S. is playing catch up. They'll get there. It's just going to take a little longer, I think, than everybody's maybe uh, willing or comfortable giving it. But having said that, 
one of the facets of this tournament is that we do have a number of countries with extremely strong teams. I'm talking about the U.S., France, Germany, England. Uh, those would be your four favorites for the competition. On the other side, because the competition has now expanded, you've got some real outliers. You've got Thailand, Cameroon, Nigeria, Argentina, the New Zealand women, uh, uh, Jamaica, South Africa, Korea Republic, Chile. These are teams that you know one cannot call a women's football powerhouse. So we're going to see a lot of mismatches this year, I think. Yeah, and unfortunately, we saw some of those in the Men's World Cup because of how bad CONCACAF is and uh, and uh, how bad at times the Asian Confederation's been. Although, actually, Japan had a good World Cup, but Panama and Costa Rica, they didn't belong in the World Cup last summer. Um, yeah, that's absolutely the case in the women's game. The key thing to, to consider, Nick, you know, your, your, your analysis is spot on. But I've been talking to some people around the women's game in the U.S., and they've even heard some former players sound off publicly that they are concerned the same sort of culture and malaise that has seeped into the men's game in the United States, which is taking the men's game. The, the U.S. men were on a, on a great trajectory, right? I mean, they were in the quarterfinals in 2002 of the World Cup. Uh, they were very competitive, even if the World Cup finishes weren't as high uh, from, that, from, from about 2000 until about 2015. And they've just completely fallen off the last four years. Um, there's a concern that the same sort of cultural issues, arrogance in the federation, um, a lack of good technical coaching, uh, all of these sorts of considerations, uh, business interests, uh, uh, trumping football interests in, in the U.S. Soccer Federation uh, are going to catch up with the U.S. women because what we're seeing with particularly the European countries, uh, the ones you mentioned, England, uh, uh, Germany, France, and then I would throw the Netherlands and Spain in there also, five male, men's football powerhouses um, that have now begun to take the women's game very seriously. Uh, Germany has been taking it seriously for a while, right? They've won a few World Cups themselves. But uh, those other four have begun to take it very seriously. And you're even seeing some of their top men, male coaches, Nick, going into coaching women's football. And those are better tactical coaches and better technical uh, teachers of technical skills than anything the United States has. So um, there is a lot of concern even among people around the U.S. women's team that, okay, uh, the U.S. has had this built-in advantage because of Title IX, the college system, a, a greater pool of players uh, over the years that now uh, that advantage is, is waning and the technical coaching isn't good enough here and the infrastructure isn't good enough in this country and there's too much arrogance around the people who run the sport that uh, we're going to get caught and passed and maybe it's not going to happen in this World Cup in 2019. It might, but uh, it, it will probably happen in 2023 or 2027 if we're not careful. So uh, there is a lot of concern that uh, the 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 uh, negativity you see around the U.S. men's team uh, it could affect the women eventually. Well, uh, you know, uh, it, it's interesting, Kartik, because. A lot of this, I think, is tied up in the debate that's going on right now with and some of the lawsuits going f back and forward between the, the U.S. Women and, and the U.S. Soccer Federation. And I have my opinion all, on all this has, has pivoted so many times on this, but I'm now seeing things very clearly. In order for the U.S. to maintain its, uh, I won't say its lead, let's just say maintain itself at the upper echelon and the elite level of the women's game, we need an elite women's league for these players to play in. Much like for the U.S. men to be at the elite level, we need an elite professional league. And I'm sorry, Major League Soccer, that's not you right now. 
Yeah. Which is why funding for the NWSL, which is the much maligned women's professional league that hardly anybody knows about, that hardly, that nobody watches on television, that very few people, and, and well, not enough people go to see, funding this league and growing this league should actually be of paramount importance to U.S. soccer. Yeah, it absolutely should be. The reality of the situation right now um, is that the, uh, the the top clubs in Europe are paying their players more than the top clubs in NW than the clubs in NWSL, and their the academy structure connected to those clubs is far greater than anything we have in the United States right now for the women. So those countries are going to pass the United States eventually, unless there's more investment. All right, we're talking women's World Cup. We're talking women's football. Uh, it's actually, it's, it's going to be a cracking World Cup. We're going to get into tomorrow's matches. We'll talk a little bit more about today's match and some of the controversy around VAR, a, a, no, a goal called back. Let's talk about that when we come back. Fist Street Soccer, Nick Eber, Kartik Krishnai, 800-878-7529, 800-878-PLAY. We'll be right back after this. Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by Annuity Action Network. Hey, did you know it's possible to receive upfront money from your monthly settlement payments? It's true. If you receive monthly payments from an annuity or a structured settlement and you need a lump sum immediately, then you need to call Annuity Action Network. With your cash today, you can pay off credit card debt, pay medical bills, fund your education, or improve your home. You don't need to wait. Call the Annuity Action Network now. Now to get your fast cash with no hidden costs. And if you call today, we'll even send you a $100 cash gift card just for verifying your settlement payments and your contact information. If you have a structured settlement or an annuity and you want cash now, call Annuity Action Network right now. 800-514-9170. 800-514-9170. That's 800-514-9170. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for the business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Attention business owners, are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan, have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables 
not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. History and it saw France beat a rather lackluster South Korea at Parc du Prince in front of a sold out crowd. Great atmosphere, Kartik. 4 0 was the result. Uh, but some of the controversy was the first use of video assistant referee uh, at, at the Women's World Cup, and it saw a, a di- goal, a terrific goal, if I might add, uh, disallowed from Mbok Bathi, uh, the uh, uh, French player, scored a terrific half-volley goal, uh, but she was deemed to be literally a toenail offside. Yeah, it was actually really disappointing because it was such a spectacular goal, such a great technical goal. Uh, VAR um, is uh, they're getting the decisions right Nick but uh, we saw it yesterday in the England Netherlands game we saw it today France South Korea we saw it last summer in the World Cup we saw it in uh, Champions League uh, in the knockout stages there are just these um, and I've saw it a lot this season the Bundesliga also they're just there are these moments where it takes um, the excitement out of the crowd the crowd doesn't know what's going on, first of all. Like, that was obvious today, right? It was a long time before they realized, right. oh, wow, they're look, reviewing this uh, uh, um, in, in uh, the, the, the very partisan French crowd. And um, it's taking, you know, you're seeing more muted goal celebrations. I noticed that in the Bundesliga this year because um, they, they, this is the, they, they've had VAR now for a few seasons. And guys would score goals where there, it was marginal, and they would wait. They would they would walk off and then celebrate once you know the the, the referee pointed to the center circle to uh, to restart play after a goal. It, it, it's uh, maybe we'll get used to it. Maybe I'll get used to it, but it's just right now kind of weird, right? It just creates this awkward um, pause in what is a free flowing game and a game with limited stoppages. Well, I. I think a lot of people are anxious not to have a Raheem Sterling moment uh, like he had in the quarterfinals oh, of yeah, the Champions League. Right. Where I mean, he scored that late, what they thought was a late winner. The crowd erupts. I mean, the roof comes off the place. Uh, the team is is uh, absolutely um, jubilant. The manager's pumping his fist, and then all of a sudden, you know, the bad news comes down. Look, I, I am very firmly on the side of VAR, and I think it's now beholden on the process by which they institute, they actually use VAR. Not that I think it's being used incorrectly, but you're right. They need to have a universal signal on the big scoreboard at the stadium, a universal signal that the referee will use that so that everybody knows the particular goal is under review. I believe the rules in the, in the Women's World Cup are that every goal will be reviewed. So I think that should be yeah, – yeah. it might be that people just didn't know that. Uh, and that, I think, is the way it should be. Uh, but this particular instance, it was such a close call. But look, I am such a fan of VAR Kartik because it does a number of things. Number one is it um, uh, it reinforces our confidence in the integrity of the game. Because uh, soccer is not like basketball or baseball, 
Um, it's, you know, the scoring of a goal, much like in American football, the scoring of a touchdown, is a very hard-fought thing. And we can forget the seven points for a touchdown and the field goals and all the rest of that crap. It doesn't matter how many points you give for a score. A score is a very hard-earned uh, thing to do on any of these fields of athletic endeavor. And we want to make sure that that it is indeed the right result when that goal or that touchdown or whatever it is is scored. So I'm fully in favor, favor of it. The other thing that it's done is it's done two things for referees. Number one is I think it's, it's somewhat uh, released the shackles that referees may have. They're now, I think, more inclined to call things that they think they should call, uh, and they have the backup knowing that if it's the wrong call, it, they can call it back, that no one's expecting them to be 100% perfect every time. And then if they miss something glaring, it will be called behind them. And, and that, I think, is really, really important. So what it's done, Kartik, is it's actually taken the referee's out of the game in terms of being uh, in terms of being talking points in these games, and that's just good. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think it, it restores some faith in the integrity of the sport because I think there's been a lot of um, controversial matches. You know, I, I, I just to name a few that I've thought of recently: Barcelona Chelsea, 2009 uh, Champions League semifinals, right? Um, uh, the, the controversy around that match. There have been a lot of results like that through the years where there's been a, a degree of controversy. Now, does it give us less to talk about uh, on shows like this and, and, and the day after matches? Sure, because I think that's that's been one of the great things about football is that there's always some sort of officiating grievance. But it does make um, the game, uh, I, I think, stand up a little better integrity-wise. And I also agree with your, your, your point about premium on scoring. So um, in baseball and basketball, there's a lot of scoring, right? There isn't that much right. premium on a run in baseball or on uh, uh, two points in basketball. There is a premium on goals in soccer, much like there's a premium uh, on, uh, on on touchdowns in, in, in American football, maybe, maybe not in uh, – in the Big 12 conference where the you know, <laughs> games are all 55-52 but, right. uh, in, in recent years, but in any game involving Oklahoma. Um, but it, for the most part, you know, the Alabama-LSU games of, of yesteryear, right. not long ago, would be 10-6 games, right? So it's similar to that. 2-1 games here is such an important – a goal is such a uh, pivotal event in a match and really kind of dictates – uh, the flow of a match going forward. So it's important uh, they get these calls right. Um, I, one, one thing about um, this Women's World Cup is, as you said, every goal is being reviewed. And I think that's something that maybe a lot of the fans uh, didn't quite get. A lot of the people tuning in on television today, I was on Twitter during the match, and people were, were, were outraged, even though I think if, if, if they had been watching Fox's pregame show or had read any of the coverage leading into the tournament, they would have realized uh, every goal is going to get reviewed. But that that became a big talking point, and, and expect that to be a talking point as people tune into this tournament for the first time over the weekend as well. All right. Well, look, let's get to it because the uh, the favorites won today. I would say there was absolutely no surprise there. Uh, tomorrow we've got a, a nice slate of games for us. We've got Germany, China, Germany, the uh, big favorites there. But, you know, I'm looking at the current odds uh, courtesy of BWIN. And those are Germany's minus 455, China's plus 950. Uh, look, it's a big gap, no doubt. 
but not as big as some of these other ones that are gonna, we're going to talk about tomorrow. Uh, although Germany, I think you could look at – I know they, they came in ranked number two. By the way, currently France the favorite to win the tournament. Those odds shifted overnight, FYI. The U.S. was favorites. Now France are the favorites. Uh, Germany minus 455. China uh, plus 950. The other match tomorrow is Spain-South Africa. I mean, Spain prohibitive favorites at minus 909 South Africa plus 2,000. I mean, you know, a $100 bet would get you 2,000 if South Africa win. Uh, the other match on Saturday uh, is Norway-Nigeria. Similar sort of disparity here, but Norway, Kartik, without their Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah, and she's made the decision um, uh, to protest apparently the uh, what she sees as the inequities in the women's game. Uh, however, uh, and, and she's also um, a Champions League winner now, three times on the bounce with, with Leon, the core of that team plays for France. However, the Norwegian Federation has since um, her protest uh, actually passed an equality statute uh, where, where the Norwegian women are going to get paid uh, roughly similar to the Norwegian men, and, and uh, the Norwegian men haven't done anything in 20 years. So the women uh, have, have uh, obviously probably may, maybe get paid more based on incentive. Uh, the, something came up today when I was talking to uh, uh, another reporter, and he told me, um, Nick, that uh, he thinks FIFA um, considered stepping in and mandating her to play in this World Cup uh, with the threat of potentially suspending her from club play at Leon, uh, and then backed off. Uh, and, and so uh, she was able to decline the call up and, and Norway is going into this tournament without their best player, arguably the best player in the world. So that um, is something that's interesting. FIFA does have that power to mandate a player respects a call up from an, from a, from a national team. Uh, they did not uh, enforce it in this case. So well, that'd be a big uh, mistake. Just keep an eye on that space. It'll be a big but, mistake. Yeah. It'd be a huge mistake, Kartik, if they did that. I mean, it's going to open yeah. the door for all sorts of issues. And I think players have the right to uh, to protest by non-participation. Look, I mean, you know, we, we get so upset about who's kneeling during the national anthem or not, or who's, you know, this is such, all of this. You've got to give the players the right to express themselves. She's really gone out on a limb to say, I'm not going to participate in the biggest stage in the world. I cannot ever see FIFA enforcing that on, on, on somebody. Uh, they obviously thought about it. But look, it is ridiculous. And I think in terms of national teams, Kartik, I don't think there's any reason whatsoever the federations shouldn't pay their players equal wages between the men and the women for World Cup appearances. That said, I totally understand why FIFA has, you know, $300 million prize pool, whatever it was, or $35 million or whatever it was for the Women's World Cup, and $900 million for the men, because that's just a percentage of the value of the tournament to them from a revenue standpoint. But the confederations uh, that, and the federations should have to stand up and pay equal wages. Yeah, yeah, I agree with both of those points, and, and, and I think you're right. I think some of the controversy here in the U.S., from talking to people around the women's program or not around the women's program around the women's players is they feel uh, a percentage of what they're earning is being lobbed off and, and, and placed in soccer United marketing and major league soccer uh, uh, based on their hard work and their tournament success uh, because the Federation has a very uh, incestuous relationship for lack of a better term with soccer United marketing. That's a topic we'll explore sometime in the future, Nick, but uh, worth thinking about. All right, when we come back after the break, we'll look at Sunday's matches, and then we're going to get into some of the transfer news and gossip. Big movement at Chelsea, big movement 
at Manchester United, you're going to want to stay tuned for it. If you have a thought or a comment, or if you disagree with us, and right now, Kartik and I are agreeing on a lot, so there's got to be someone out there that thinks we're full of crap. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. 800-878-7529. 800-878-PLAY. Uh, give us a call. And remember, weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Let's talk the beautiful game together right here. Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. And now, Valero Summer Vacation Driving Tips. Keep these in mind as you embark on your journey. Give your car a safety check, including coolant tank, hoses, belts, tire pressure, battery, air and fuel filters. Prepare an emergency kit to keep in the vehicle and have a phone number for nationwide automotive assistance in the event you need towing or maintenance. Be sure you have your license, registration, and current insurance card. And now, a word from Valero. Where is your there? Your happy place your go-to destination. Maybe it's that hidden cove by the lake or that place an hour and a half away on Route 6 that serves the world's best meatloaf. Or maybe it's home. At Valero, we have the fuel to get you there, wherever there is. Because Valero top-tier certified quality fuel keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks for the 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV ears. When you wear TV ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. All right, welcome back. We're talking Women's World Cup for Street Soccer. Nick Eber and Carter Krishnaya with you. Uh, by the way, Twitter, I'm at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Kartik is at K-K-F-L-A-737. 
I know it's a mouthful. I think Kartik will put up a show Twitter sometime next week. Yeah, uh, we're going to work on that, and, and you can just uh, uh, hit us up at that uh, and for topics to talk about every night. Absolutely. All right, well, let's get to tomorrow's uh, – pardon me, we, we did tomorrow's matches. Let's get to Sunday's matches, shall we? Uh, and interestingly enough, uh, there are three storylines out of Sunday's matches worth watching. Uh, first of all, we talked about many of the odds mismatches that we have in these very first games where you've got prohibitive favorites playing you know, wild underdogs. Uh, but the first match actually on uh, Sunday is Austria Italy, and while the Aus- upon me Australia Italy, while the Australians are certainly favourites, the they're not considered quite the prohibitive favourites that we're seeing, say between uh, Brazil and Jamaica. Uh, this might be a closer match than we think. Yeah, and Australia has not played well the last six months. Uh, uh, six months ago, I thought they might be the country that that uh, won this. Uh, World Cup. Uh, Steph Cately was the best player in the world a year ago at this time. Uh, not that she's dropped off that much, but she's been, she hasn't been as sharp uh, in the last six months, uh, both for club uh, here in NWSL and also um, for the Australian national team. Uh, there have been some uh, issues at, at the back uh, with, with Kennedy and some of their other defenders. Uh, I think Australia, though, is still a, a slight favorite, and maybe this oh. is one of these situations where teams don't play well in friendlies going into a tournament and then catch fire in the tournament because they're, they're good and they're not taking the friendlies as seriously. But Italy, Nick, is a uh, is a country, another one of those European countries who's begun to take the women's game very seriously. I was in a conference uh, about a year ago where the Italian FA president was, was there and said, we're not going to spend uh, euro for euro, one euro for the men, you're one year for the women. I think they're also they've fallen so behind in their men's program, as, as evidenced by their uh, disastrous qualifying campaign for the last World Cup, that they feel like they, they have a quicker road back to relevancy in, in the women's game. So they're spending a lot of money on that. Juventus's women's team uh, is drawing huge crowds, yeah. uh, a, a, as we saw uh, at the Allianz uh, just last month. So uh, they, don't sleep on Italy. I still think Australia has uh, a little too much experience and. Uh, maybe they're going to make a run in this tournament. Uh, like I said, if you'd asked me six months ago, I might have said they would win the tournament, uh, but they just haven't played well in the friendlies, pre-tournament friendlies. Well, interestingly enough, Australia are for this particular. Well, first of all, they are uh, sixteen to one dogs to win the tournament, but that's you know not too bad when you look at some of the other odds out there. But they're minus one sixty one to win this game. Italy plus four twenty five. Uh, this could be uh, one of the more interesting matches. Of the weekend, the other one, of course, we get to see Marta playing for Brazil. Uh, they are prohibitive favorites against Jamaica. Uh, Brazil are minus fourteen hundred and twenty-nine. Jamaica are minus sixty plus sixteen fifty. Folks, that's the money line, obviously. Um, and the draw on this one, surprisingly, is plus one thousand. So, if you're a betting man or woman, uh, some uh, so you can take some flyers on this one. But Brazil aren't going to lose to Jamaica. Uh, no, uh, Jamaica qualified. Uh, in the CONCACAF tournament uh, with a penalty kick victory over uh, over Panama. They might be the weakest team in this tournament. The way CONCACAF is, is that they're two very strong countries, the U.S. and Canada. Mexico typically has been pretty good. They've fallen off a little bit. They didn't qualify for this World Cup. And the rest of the confederation is, is just terrible at women's football. Well, quite frankly, it's terrible at men's football, too. <laughs> it's not right. not much different, right? It's just It's just bad. Uh, Jamaica, uh, congratulations to them. It's a big achievement for them to make this World Cup. Um, it's the first World Cup of any kind they've made since the 98 Men's World Cup, but uh, uh, they're, they're going to get uh, 
probably run over in this match by Marta and the Brazilians. Uh, Davinia for Brazil is a player to watch. I, I like her a lot. And I think uh, Brazil uh, is not as highly touted as they've been the last few World Cups. Obviously, in both 2007 and 2011, they were one of the favorites. In 15, they were an outsider, a slight outsider, but still a country a lot of people fancied. Uh, they still have enough quality to where uh, they'll make the knockout stages. They may make it to the quarterfinals. So don't sleep on them too much. All right. And the final match on Sunday is England playing Scotland. We talked about this yesterday, the home international. Everybody's eager to see it. England, the prohibitive favorites. England are currently, uh, right now, the odds for England to win. Uh, they are, uh, looks like they are fourth behind France, USA, Germany, and England. That's how it's ranked uh, at uh, bwin.com right now. Yeah, and um, uh, the, the English team is staffed with talent. Um, there's a lot of real quality in the side, particularly at the back. Steph Houghton is the captain, um, and also the captain of Manchester City. Uh, their goalkeeper, Karen Bartsley, is outstanding. Uh, Scotland qualifying for the first tournament of any kind in two decades. Um, because of the home nations element, this is going to be a very, very tight match. I, I feel like England may will nick it in the end, but it will be a tougher opening match, and that might be better for them. There are, Nick, as you know, Huge expectations around this England team. You know, the, the the podcasts I listen to and the shows I watch that are generally about men's football and, and just about the Premier League have shifted into overdrive this week, talking about the Women's World Cup, talking about bringing it home. It's the same sort of thing we, we had with the Men's World Cup last year and then before that, 2006, when there was a lot of uh, hype around the possibility of England winning the Men's World Cup. Uh Phil Neville, who obviously I think most of our listeners know, remember him as a great player for for Everton and Manchester United, is the England coach. He's wanted the media to dial it back a little bit. Um, There's a lot of pressure on them because England hasn't won anything since 1966, men's or women's. And uh, a lot of people in in, in the English press and in England fandom think this is the best shot they've had. Uh, Let's see how tight they are. Let's see if the pressure gets to them. Uh, but uh, I, I think they'll be fine in this match. Well, interestingly enough, for uh, for two teams as sort of uh, disparate ends of the odds spectrum, England are minus 455, Scotland plus 1,000 to win this match. Uh, actually, the draw is plus 475, which is surprising. Uh, so, you know, it's unlikely, but not being ruled out by the odds makers for the draw. But look, uh, Kartik, before we get on to uh, the transfer rumors in the rest of football, I just wanted to briefly touch on how refreshing the Fox Soccer coverage, Fox Sports 1 coverage is. I tweeted this out earlier today. Took a lot of stick for this. But, you know, TNT's coverage is this sort of too hip, to too cool, too hip, trying too hard. Uh, NBC really try hard to be uh, the NFL. And they succeed at times, and at times they don't. But... Um, There's something sort of fun and laid back and enjoyable uh, and nice and easy about the Fox coverage that I'm enjoying that I've missed, quite frankly. Yeah, Fox's coverage is very laid back. I mean, I think it's different than than ESPN, which was much more analytical in covering these these FIFA events and and had um, analysts that were very kind of tactically inclined. I think uh, the Fox presentation is more uh, stats-driven. And also, uh, I think... The thing that I, I picked up on today from Rob Stone and the crew was that they're expecting a lot of casuals, right? This is not 
um, the, 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 the smallest audience that watches uh, a Premier League or Bundesliga matches. The bigger audience is what Premier League matches, but smallest, audience, smallest audiences that watch MLS or Bundesliga matches, right? They're going to have more people watching the Women's World Cup than watch the typical um, uh, soccer broadcast on Fox. Those are the two leagues they show, MLS and the Bundesliga. So they decided they would kind of go back to basics, right, Nick, and, and, and be very um, basic in their analysis, explain a lot of things, and I, that's good I, I, as the tournament starts. Now, I'm hoping two weeks from now, as the tournament is ramped up and we're into the knockout stages and we've got just these spectacular matches going on, that there's a little more ana- analytical coverage like we we're used to, we've been used to from ESPN. Uh, but, yeah, so far, so good. Uh, by the way, I'd like to say hello to Kerry. I don't know if she's out there listening, but uh, hello. Uh, all right, let's uh, move on, shall we, to uh, some of the big transfer gossip and news out there. Let's start, shall we, with Chelsea, because uh, the clear out at Man United is uh, certainly not uh, surprise to anybody. Look, it's, it, it's being reported that uh, Juve are going to announce next week that Mauricio Sarri is their new manager. This is on the back of winning uh, the uh, running the uh, Europa League with Chelsea, uh, Chelsea qualifying for the Champions League next year. Uh, sorry to leave Chelsea, go to Juventus. Then, of course, the big question, Kartik. Uh, Chelsea have a two-window transfer ban. They have appealed it to the Court of Arbitration in sport. But I cannot imagine that there's going to be a massive rush of managers wanting to go to Chelsea, given the fact uh, of the news today, on top of the, on top of the sorry news, that uh, Aiden Hazard has signed a £150 million deal for Real Madrid. No, and, and I think uh, first, first, quickly, sorry, going to Juventus makes them a, a contender to win uh, the Champions League next year. Allegri's tactics, I think, were very conservative. They were very um, probing. Uh, with a player like Ronaldo, you want to play a little more open. They've got uh, Mandzukic also, Dybala, all these fantastic attacking players. They've added Aaron Ramsey, who's a really good quality midfield player. I think the sorry system, which is uh, high energy, high octane, four three three is going to uh, make them potentially the favorite to win the Champions League next year. Uh, Liverpool, I think, is right up there with them, obviously, and Manchester City. But uh, those would be the three favorites. Now, as far as Chelsea's concerned, I I don't know that anyone wants this job. They've got the two uh, transfer window ban. It is always a circus around Chelsea. Antonio Conte wins the league uh, one year. He wins the FA Cup the next. He gets sacked. Uh, Jose Mourinho wins the league. Uh, Six months later, he's sacked. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti wins the league the next year. He's sacked. Uh, R- Roberto Di Matteo wins the uh, Champions League and the FA Cup. Six months later, he's sacked. I-, I just don't think the club has the sort of stability that unless you are a young coach trying to make your name or you have some tie to the club like Frank Lampard does, you're going to want to take the job at this point. Uh, the-, the thinking was when Sari came in, because he's very much a system-driven manager, we saw – uh, Napoli two years two seasons ago when Sarri was managing him, the best team to watch in Europe because of the kind of free flowing football they played. The thought was he would be given several years to um, retool the squad to play his style of play because he inherited a team that had played a more defensive style. Instead, the pressure was on him right away to get results, and there were rumors he was going to get sacked in the middle of the season. So. Uh, Nick, I, I don't know. I don't know why any manager would take this job. I mean, I guess money talks, but if you have a transfer van and you're limited to the players Chelsea have on on their books now, which includes about 30 players they loaned out last season, um, 
I, I think it's very difficult to see them finishing in the top four against the next season because uh, you've got, obviously, um, Liverpool and Manchester City on another level. Spurs, even though it looks like they're going to lose Ericsson, are still going to be really good. And then uh, there's one spot left. And and uh, Chelsea and Ars- uh, sorry, Arsenal and Man United are going to retool. And I think both Leicester and Wolves have very good young cores of players where uh, if there's an opening, they could sneak in there. So uh, I, I would not take the Chelsea job. Yeah, and who knows what's going to happen with this acquisition of Newcastle in the offseason. We could find them all of a sudden spending ridiculous amounts of money. All right, so the managers in question right now, uh, Allegri, which would be a Juve swap, so to speak, although, you know, not quite timed perfectly. Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo from Wolves, Javi Garcia of Watford. I can't see any of them leaving. Uh, Laurent Blanc, who's currently unemployed, has just left PSG. Uh, but I think the, really the leading contender is Frank, Frank Lampard because, you know, he's hungry. He's a legend. Uh, they, if he fails, the crowd will never, the fans will never turn on him. The excuse can be the two-match ban, losing their best player. And who knows? Maybe they could just put him in as a placeholder for a season or two till the ban is done and then bring in a bigger name. All right, we're going to have to go to break. This is Fist Street Soccer, Nikki Bacaltic, Krishnaya. I'll get Kartik's quick response to that when we come back from break. Then we have to wrap it up here on Fist Street Soccer. Once again, we're with you every weeknight. That's 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, Monday through Friday, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. We're also on the American Forces Network and, of course, Dan Patrick Sports, Sirius XM 211. You want to send us a tweet? I'm at Nick Gieber. He is at KKFLA737. We'll be right back after this. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. 
800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. All right, not long to go. Ooh, that was quick. <laughs> not, not long uh, left in the show. Kartik, uh, I was waxing poetic before the break about uh, Frank Lampard, who, in my opinion, is the favorite at Chelsea. What say you? There's a caution, though, that maybe Roman Abramovich and, and his team will employ, which is the Roberto Di Matteo precedent. Obviously, Chelsea legend as well. Um, when uh, he got sacked, you saw a lot of anger among Chelsea fans. You saw them... Uh, chanting uh, in in, in the 18th minute to honor his number, right? The number he wore for Chelsea uh, as a player after he got sacked. Uh, With Lampard, uh, it would be that much worse, right? Lampard is up there with John Terry, uh, Gene Franco Zola, uh, Didier Drogba. Maybe those are the four real legends of this, this era of Chelsea, uh, not going back to uh, Peter Osgood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Not going back to the Peter Osgood era, but um. I, I think it might be difficult with the supporters there, but at the same time, who else is going to be emotionally tied enough to Chelsea to take this job under these circumstances and do a really good job? So they might be stuck hiring Lampard. JT is an assistant. John Terry at, at uh, uh, Aston Villa. I wouldn't be surprised if he joined uh, Lampard staff. Jody Morris, another former Chelsea player on uh, Lampard staff at Derby, would probably come with him. So uh, it might be an all. Chelsea old boys backroom team at Stamford Bridge again. Well, we didn't have a lot of time to get to the clear out at Man United. It's not something that uh, we have to necessarily talk about today uh, because it will be ongoing throughout the summer, as will we, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Nick and Kartik will be with you nightly, certainly throughout the Women's World Cup and beyond. But the Women's World Cup is definitely the hot topic the big tournament. Really, guys, if you're not listening, if you're not watching it, tune in and enjoy it. It's a terrific tournament. It's really, you're going to get some great football. All right, well, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the football, and we'll be back with you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Can't get enough of your team? SB Nation's 300-team regional and sports-centric communities are built just for you. Join your fellow fans at SBNation.com for all the best sports news. SBNation.com. Your team, your community.